Welcome to The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. The Truth, The Music and Me. I'm Tamara Stewart and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. You can drop us a line if you want to send us an email, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. Well, hey there and welcome to episode five of The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. I'm the me. I'm Tamara Stewart and uh, I'm just super glad you're here. We are, of course, moving from part one into part two today. Part one was called Ruin uh, and we are moving into part two, Recovery. So we're just going to go straight into it. This is uh, a song that was very much um, felt a bit like a gift that came to me at a time when I needed to remind myself of uh, that even through our darkest times there is still beauty and broken things and things for me to appreciate. So that's how this song kind of came about. Uh, I'll tell you a little more about what actually sparked me sitting down at the piano and, and beginning to write this song. But I just want to give you a little bit of a taste of, um, of what's on the album. This is Blessed. I can't go back. I don't belong there anymore. Behind closed doors Just praying and hoping That nobody sees me broken When I try to tell them that I'm doing okay I end up choking But I know this ain't happening to me It's happening for me When I'm stuck in my heart In my head I forget That I'm blessed It's interesting to um, to be doing this podcast and listening to the conversation that I'm having around this song and completely going back to a time when I just, I was, it was a crossroad, I guess, is, is what's coming up for me. And I mean, the image that's coming up in my head is like I've jumped from one cliff to the other and the other cliff has broken away and now I'm here uh, and somehow it's actually the best thing for me, even though it feels like a punishment in some regard, the loss, grieving, it can actually be the reward. From my experience, though, it takes hindsight, a bit of distance and time for that to truly come into perspective, that maybe it's not a complete loss. Maybe it's quite the opposite, you know, a gift. So I wonder if, if you have experienced that where something has happened and it hasn't been how you would have liked it to go and it's ended up leading you to a place that you, opening a door to some place that you are just so grateful to be walking into. I mean, I feel like that about my life now, but I really can see the difference in uh, it's easier for me to let things go. Like this whole this whole process taught me how to let go. And I did not do that very well. I was very, always very, um, you know, a controlling, and it's fear-based, completely fear-based, um, control, trying to control the damage all the time. And so it took me having to let go of everything to really understand, well, 
what do I actually want to hold on to? What is it in all of this that I want to hold on to? And, and to be able to process all of that gave me the opportunity to choose what I welcome into my life and the energy that I allow to, to uh, affect my life, the people that I want to welcome into my, within my boundaries. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that, but that was really hard for me to learn because, you know, I'm stubborn and I've done things a certain way my whole life. It's all I've ever known. I was taught to deal with things that way and I thought that's how, how we get what we need in life. And I realise now that, that I can choose, on the most part, what I welcome into my life. Um, but I can certainly 100% choose how I respond to what is in my life, whether I've welcomed it in or not. And I'm really grateful for the people that I do have in my inner circle that I solidly trust. And you might be going through something, you know, that, that I could never even comprehend. Uh, and I'm certainly not here trying to m- pretend that what I've been through is anything unique. Um, in fact, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I know that what I'm going through is not unique. It's not extra hard or the most challenging thing or any of that stuff. It's, I'm not trying to glorify what is, um, quite frankly, the worst time of my life. Um, I'm, I just want to ensure that, um, that I don't forget, (laughs) that I don't forget how I gave myself up. I truly sacrificed who I was and not because anybody asked me to or made me, but because I felt like that's what I had to do to to fit in with everyone else and what everyone else was doing and and I didn't live my authentic true purpose and until I completely broke away from uh, from that I was able to see that the healing is my responsibility and the way I move forward is going to be my choice. I'm going to do it consciously, I'm going to do it with intention and I'm going to make it mean something to me and hopefully, maybe, eventually to somebody else. And this song is one of those songs that just came through almost like a completed conversation. Um, And I just remember sitting at the piano and, you know, sobbing (laughs) Um, because I believed it. I believed what the song was telling me I needed to do. So... I started to seek gratitude in things rather than feeling all the time like it was happening to me. I realised that it was actually a gift. Well, it could be a gift depending on how I choose to receive it. So my perspective kind of started to shift from that night. If I surrender my will, my fears completely, then the struggle will not define me, nor will it defeat me, because I know this ain't happening to me, it's happening for me. So something else that may be uh, interesting to share with you is uh, while in Nashville, I've been working as a songwriter, of course, that's what I came here to do and, and I'm a singer and that's my, my trade. I've always called songwriting my trade, music my trade. Um, 
my dad was uh, worked in a factory and was a fitter and turner. So that was his trade. So I've always kind of called songwriting my trade. And here, uh, here I've had the privilege of not only writing like, uh, you know, on Music Row and writing with artists and other songwriters to get cuts on records on commercial uh, releases and I write for myself too but also um, a way that's helped me kind of survive financially here is by doing a lot of uh, work in recovery centres, working in trauma, drug, alcohol, um, you know, people that are, are working through doing therapy that are coming from detox into facilities that help them get tools to stay clean. My part in that, um, which as I say I'm very proud to have, is to work in, with the groups to process feelings and experiences and stuff that, that they want to talk about and process and work through. And I have a formula that I use in those groups to help them write a song. And these songs, no one else will hear them. Like every session is a song and then I go to the next session and write another song and it really is just for that group in that room on that day. And here I was in my own pain, my own destruction and reconstruction and uh, trying to start my life again and to face these challenges uh, in my own space and time. And, and as I say, I didn't bring my stuff into the room and these songs never left these rooms. So it was a safe place where there was no judgment. And I'm very grateful that I could be part of something that was potentially so positive. I mean, these were essentially just really big co-writing sessions, you know, anywhere from a few people to, uh, you know, sometimes up around 30 people at the one time in the one group, us all writing the one song. So there were tears and, and lots of laughter and a lot of fun. And it was, uh, it was just such a great focus for my energy to be going into something that really mattered to somebody else. And my, my role in that is to kind of conduct and facilitate them, you know, writing a song with me, guiding them. And on those days when, you know, I would wake up and I know I'm not the only one that's gone through this. Maybe you've gone through it too where you wake up and you're just really struggling to find a why to get on with your day. And it gave me a reason to get out of bed and show up and think outside of my own head and my own troubles and put my problems into perspective. And a good reminder for me too that I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to be perfect. It's okay for me to show up, you know, the best that I could. And like I say, my I would have a process on the way to the session where I would literally physically, mentally, spiritually let go of all of my stuff. It would be like a mantra, like a prayer that I would I would say on the way there so that when I walked in the door, I was completely open to what what was needed from me in the room and I think that's kind of where I learned to control that even though I'm upset and there's drama I can pick this up when I come out you know like I would do the session we'd write a song I'd walk out and then jump in my car pick up all the stuff my stuff emotionally spiritually that I'd left prior to walking in and go back to my uh, apartment here in Nashville and try to work my life out. But I got to sit in those rooms and bear witness to such grace and love. And I got caught in the crossfire of just such support and forgiveness. And I realized that I had some people I had to forgive too, including myself. Mm -hmm. 
This feels like a really good time to put a spotlight on those incredible musicians that you're hearing there on the track and throughout the whole record. Um, the album's called The Truth, The Music and Me and uh, we recorded here in Nashville, which is my home base now, which is where we're doing this podcast from, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, here in USA. So as you may know, it is kind of the hub world centre of, uh, of musicians and, uh, and more so sort of Americana country. Uh, but there are a lot of other... Um, folks that are coming out from LA and I know Justin Timberlake bought a house here and um, you know there's lots of uh, pop musicians that are calling Nashville home as well. It's just such a great creative hub. It really is a a really inspiring town. But that on piano is Mike Rojas who is uh, one of those musicians that's name is on just about every record that you'll pick up these days that's coming out of definitely the country scene. I mean um, he has played on Florida Georgia Line, Martina McBride. Uh, I mean, the list would go on and on, and uh, and there would be no surprises that you've no doubt heard of perhaps all of the people that that these guys have worked with. So, it's truly an honour that 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 they would be involved in in my record. This is the first album I've made outside of Australia, so it's a dream come true for me to be uh, to be creating alongside these these guys. And on the bass fiddle there that you heard on that track and once again throughout the record is Aubrey Haney. And uh, he's, well, he's played on everything from Dixie Chicks to Carrie Underwood to as same as Mike, you know. All of the musicians that are involved in this record are... Uh, are kind of the cream and I'm, you know, once again, honoured. So as we go through the album, each track sort of has its own character and feature. So um, I thought that was a good one to talk about Mike and Aubrey because of those beautiful, the beautiful parts that they both have in that song. But, uh, yes, I will definitely be talking about the rest of these superstars whose faces you never see, but I'm fairly certain that you would be familiar with their sound. And I recorded the album down at... Southern Ground Studios, which is owned by Zach Brown, who is the front man to the Zach Brown Band. So we were really in just the best space to be creative. It's just every piece and every part of that place is really well thought out and it was, um, yeah, it's just, it's oozing creativity. So it's nice to be kind of around that energy that, um, that just made this whole record just so much fun to make. So I guess when I look at recovery, when I look at what I was going through at that stage and, and of my life, I was kind of looking for answers. I was looking for, you know, if I was going to look at the bright side of the glass half full, it's like, okay, my life's pretty empty. It's pretty much I'm in the, I'm in the chaos of the aftermath. Um, so the upside is I get to choose now what I welcome into my life, as we were saying before. And, uh, who am I? Like who, who, who am I without all of that stuff and without all of that baggage and without all of that weight that I felt like I was carrying for so long? Uh, and I just wanted to mention um, a book that I've recently found actually that's been just awesome by Maston Kip. And I'm not sure if you all know who Maston Kip is, but he's just, uh, he's just, a, a, I love the way he thinks. A lot of his stuff is trauma-based. So he's dealing with and talking about stuff that not a lot of people talk about. Um, and it's just makes so much, it made so much sense to me the way that he articulates um, the process of kind of 
understanding why we do the things we do and kind of dismembering that, um, taking the power from that and sort of taking that back to ourselves. And he's got a, a workbook, I guess you'd call it, but it's a book, a 40-day sort of step book called Claim Your Power. So I highly recommend you check it out. He's really cool. He's kind of got a very real and raw way of communicating this stuff, but um, it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense to me. I first discovered him on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday and uh, Oprah kind of took him under her wing a little bit and gave him a, a platform to, to get out to the world. So there's a lot of stuff out there that's designed to help us move through. Even if I can't see it yet his will is for my best Oh yes, oh yes I believe it. I So there you go, that's a little bit of a behind the scenes backstory on, on that song, Blessed, that I wrote uh, um uh, in the recovery stage, we are, of course, in stage two, in recovery of the truth, the music and me. And we're moving on to the next song. Next week, as we do every week, we've got a new song. We've got a whole bunch of new truth to share with you and a whole bunch of new music. So we're going to power on through. Don't forget, this is now available. If you pre-order the album, you will get uh, recovery, all five tracks um, from recovery instantly downloaded. So you can kind of know the songs and then come to the podcast and maybe share with some friends. I mean, we haven't mentioned that yet in the podcast. So if you've got somebody that you know that might kind of really um, take something from it or just be curious to listen, we encourage you to spread the word about our little podcast. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So it's it's uh, it's awesome. And all your encouragement um, that you're emailing and messaging me, thank you, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. So next week's song, uh, we just talked about it in Blessed, about finding out who we are and what we want and where we come from and understanding ourselves. So for me to do that, one of the things I did, of course, living in America a long way from home, I went back home for the Christmas that my divorce was coming through to truly connect with who I am, where I come from, and be around the people that know me best. Dear hometown, you're a sight for sore eyes. It's sure been a long time since I've driven down Little Main Street or sat on a red top seat at Johnson's Corner Pharmacy. Spun around, there's a lost in I was gone but you would not forgotten I loved you then like I love you Extremely looking forward to next week bringing you The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast, the Dear Hometown episode, which is where I'm going to tell you all about a place called Marupna, which is in central Victoria. It's a real word. Central Victoria in Australia. Marupna is Aboriginal for deep watering hole, I believe, watering hole. Uh, it's based obviously on a river and uh, it's a great place to come from. Population of about six and a half thousand. That's where I grew up. I went back to Sydney and then I went down 
uh, drove down to Marupna. Uh, and I have lots to share with you about that magical, <laughs> magical place called Marupna. So please tune in. I'm, I'm so excited to share it with you. So thank you for listening to The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. You've been listening to Blessed, the Blessed episode, which is, of course, episode five. Join us next week for episode six. And until then, take care of yourself. The truth. Music and me.